Halloween. Mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm going to need you to spread the word. Then feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delegate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at $9.99 a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each server separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Columbia Sportswear. It's snowing again. And that wind chill is killer. But you're not worried about that because you shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection. It's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com slash infinity. I was shocked um, for my first time getting traded. And, uh, but, you know, also when I heard uh, that I'm going to San Jose, I was, uh, I was also really excited about the opportunity. And uh, it's going to be great, I think. And so just uh, really, really looking forward to it. Sharks territory. Happy NHL trade deadline day to everyone out there in the world of hockey. I am Aaron James, and this is the Shark City Podcast. Talk of the day is the trade deadline. So that's what this entire episode will be dedicated to as we review and recap the Sharks 2022 trade deadline transactions and what this means for the Sharks going forward. Before I begin, just want to remind everybody watching across YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Instagram that you could drop your comments into this comment section on any platform you're on and I'll get them. Otherwise, feel free to put your voice out there by messaging us directly on speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. All right, Sounds of Sharks said that they are not going to be buyers. They are not going to be sellers. Assistant General Manager Joel Wills said that San Jose Sharks will be listeners in this season's trade deadline. And they must have loved what they heard because they had themselves quite a busy Monday morning. And honestly, I was taken by surprise. Uh, most of us thought that a goaltender would definitely be a position that would be Next to a Salzy Sharks trade deadline deal, um, you know, headline or story, right? Uh, most of us out there were thinking that it was going to be James Reimer. Uh, biggest surprise of the day is that the Sharks kept James Reimer. Uh, but bigger than that was the first deal that went down in the morning for Sharks territory. Salzy Sharks send Jacob Middleton to Minnesota. In exchange for a 2022 fifth round draft pick and goaltender Capo Kakinen. Boy, oh boy. I can't wait to get into what that means later. 
But for those of you who are unaware, Kapo Kakinen is a 25-year-old goaltender. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Wild in the 2014 NHL Entry Draft. He has um, 25 games under his belt this season. He's 12, 8, and 3 uh, with a goals against average of 2.87 and a save percentage of 0.910. We have some more very talented young goalies now here. We have an abundance of them in San Jose, to say the least, and that I cannot wait to see um, this whole thing go down. Um, from my understanding, he may be meeting them for Cal in Calgary. I had to confirm that before I start, you know, getting ahead of myself. But yeah, I'm shocked. I honestly did not think that Saudi Sharks' first trade of the morning would be acquiring the goaltender. Without a doubt, we thought that Reimer would be on the move. Um, there is definitely teams expressing interest in him. Uh, Pierre LeBron even tweeted out that James Reimer um, had teams that were calling, but he stayed put in San Jose. Um, we'll save that for a little bit later. Let's just continue on some more acquisitions here. But I really want to get into the goaltending situation in San Jose now. Um, so San Jose received a fifth round draft pick to next season's uh, 2022 NHL entry draft from the Colorado Avalanche, and we send them over Andrew Cogliano. Um, last night we got together and talked about you know, um, who we thought may potentially be on the move. And Andrew Cogliano was one of those players out there. Um, given the fact that, you know, he was um, an unrestricted free agent coming up in the offseason and he had himself a one-year deal. I meant no disrespect to him, but I called it, you know, kind of like a, um, you know, like a, a, a placeholder, a veteran placeholder. Um, so Joe Will commented on Andrew Cogliano saying that Andrew was an important leader and a respected veteran in our dressing room this season. Our players will be better pros for having had Andrew as a teammate. Um, definitely can't refute that comment and um, a little bit more on Joe Will later as well. Um, so yeah, thank you, Andrew, for what you've done for the Sharks this season. Um, in 56 games, he had 15 points, four goals, uh, but he was probably most remembered in Sharks territory for his penalty killing. Um, so, you know, definitely going to see, um, you know, if if there's anywhere you're going to miss him and his game and his contribution to the Sharks, it's going to be on special teams, I guess what I'm trying to say. Uh, moving on, Nick Merkley, one of the uh, more... Um, kind of like fan favorites this season. I mean, his those those big eyes, that nice smile when he's on the bench. I think it became a meme. Anyways, um, he was sent to New York in New York, so he's a Ranger now. And the Southeast Sharks decide to acquire another defenseman in exchange. So Anthony uh, Bettetto is now with the Southeast Sharks. Uh, he's a 31 year old uh, veteran. And um, he's pretty much had himself, you know, he's he's just a few games under 200 career games in the NHL. Um, you know, he's a decent 
I think he's going to be, you know, a force to kind of just hold it down at the blue line. Uh, but very, how do I say this? Um, very curious trade. I, I might say that. Um, I understand that Merkley may potentially be one of those, um, like, unrestricted free agents in Group 6 or whatever. But um, I just find that kind of being a little peculiar, to say the least. Um, that was, in my opinion, one of those trades where I was like, all right, we're going to see how this um, how this adds, you know, value to the defense. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, essentially, it's kind of like two minor leaguers um, in exchange. So it's like, you know, Delta zero. <laughs> There's nothing really to gain. I mean, that's my opinion. Some of you out there might have something different. I just know that, um, if I'm not mistaken, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to bother wasting time on hypotheticals here. Let's continue with actually uh, factual statements here. Sounds like Sharks sent Alexi Melanchuk to the Tampa Bay Lightning for Antoine Moran. Um, this is another guy who's pretty much spent his entire career in um, DHL. He was playing with the San Diego Goals in 2019-2020, and in the middle of that season, sent to the Syracuse uh, Crunch, and that's where he's played until we acquired him. Now he's going to be on the CUDA, from my understanding. Uh, he's a 23-year-old out of Canada, shoots left. He's going to, um, you know, he has 63 AHL games under his belt. So I'm assuming, you know, we're just looking for some more prospects. Um, he's a centerman. So, you know, we're getting some more of that uh, depth forwards. And, um, you know, he's he's a pretty um, pretty small guy. You know, 5'11", 190 pounds. Um, but in terms of, like, his... Um, Effect on the salary cap pretty minimal at seven um, seven hundred seventy thousand plus. Now speaking of salary cap hits, let's go into that because most of us out there, I'm sure, are interested in exactly how um, all these movements today changed. You know the salary cap for our team. That's kind of been one of the um, biggest issues for the past couple of years. So a lot of these are net zero. Uh, the Anton Moran for Alexi Melanchuk. By the way, thank you, Melanchuk. I didn't, that's another goaltending trade that uh, caught me by surprise. I did not expect them to send Melanchuk away. So there you got the two starting goaltenders. Well, not necessarily starting goaltenders, but the two goaltenders that were taking uh, shifts with Martin Jones at the end of last season are now no longer on the team as well. Um, so... When we acquired Aiden Hill, we sent them Yosef Koshinov. Now acquiring Antoine Moran, we send Alexi Melichuk. So we have practically a whole new goalie core this season from last year. You know, we'll end with a whole new goalie core. And, um, you know, what does that mean for Zach Sachenko? We'll save that for a little bit later. Let's get back on track with the uh, effect on the salary cap space. So that net zero right there. Uh, no change in terms of the uh, hit to the salary cap. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. So Andrew Cogliano was settled there for a fifth-round pick. And the Sharks retained 50% of his salary. So he was making a million dollars. So Colorado acquires his services for 500000 And the Sharks, in exchange for that fifth-round pick in the 2024 NHL entry draft, 
retained 500,000 on the books. Uh, so the same thing goes for Merkley and Viteto uh, in terms of you know net zero. There is no change into the uh, cap hit. And another kind of just um, you know contract for contract swap there, with the exception that the Sharks came out of it with another fifth round pick, uh, sending Jake Middleton over to the Minnesota Wild and getting goaltender Capo Kacken, and they both had a seven hundred and twenty-five thousand um, dollar contract. So there's no change in terms of the cap hit there. So Sharks kind of, you know, um, with the exception, maybe retaining Andrew Cogliano's salary. It's just for the end of the season. Uh, the Sharks came out, you know, pretty, um, in my opinion, you know, pretty well. They are now uh, with like 5 million projected cap space. Uh, their hit as of today is 76 a million three hundred thirty-two thousand two hundred and eighteen dollars. Um, so uh, that roster size is obviously twenty-four skaters. They have forty-six out of the fifty possible contracts, um, sixty-three out of possible ninety reserves, and we have three injuries. So you know, sharks. You know, are they better? Are they better moving forward? Are they better going into you know um, the end of the season or into twenty twenty? to 2023 season i want to say honestly out of all the moves the one that really pushes the sharks as being the winners in this year's trade deadline deal is uh kapokakinen like honestly and that deal isn't happening if the wild did not acquire mark andre Fleury. so um you know I think the Sharks came out to still. I think they won that trade um, just plain out. Like everything else is pretty much like a, you know, a tomato for tomato sort of sort of deal where we're giving up, you know, depth for depth, um, you know, um, prospects or we're giving up, you know, a D for D. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to miss Jacob Middleton out there and that mustache. I can't blame you out there in Sharks territory. But um, we definitely got um, our value. The trade value for Jacob Middleton definitely was um, it was acquired with this uh, fifth round pick and a new goaltender to throw in the mix for you know what is pretty much the biggest position that the Sharks really need to like um, you know crack down on or focus. We got to find that next starting goaltender. Um, so let's talk about goalies now in San Jose. James Reimer stayed put. Aiden Hill, he's out again with a lower body injury. Zach Sachenko has been reassigned to the Barracuda. So, um, you know, we're going to have to wait for all of us out there who are Team Sacheco, we're going to have to wait maybe a couple more seasons to see if he could um, break back onto the main roster and get a couple more starts. For those of you who are who are curious, by the way, Zach Sachenko this season has played a total of seven games. Um, some of those were subs, obviously. Um, his starting record is 1-2, I believe, 1-2. Uh, but his last five games, you know, his last five games were not pretty. He had one victory, 
more losses. One with one of those is in overtime. But when you you know, with the exception of that Nashville game that he subbed into, that kind of hurt, you know, his whole like stats, state percentage, and all that. Um, he had pretty solid performance. The loss in uh, Vegas, nine, you know, state percentage of nine hundred. Uh, the loss in overtime to Anaheim, nine seventeen. Another uh, nine seventeen in the win against the Kings on the tenth. And then most recently, the loss against Colorado was probably his worst, in my opinion, of the of you know the few games that he was in the crease for us. Uh, so he'll have time to you know work out all you know all his kinks and you know become an even better player. He's only 24 years old, all right. So he still has quite you know the career ahead of him, and you know we'll get to keep him here in San Jose. And hey. For all, those of you who are excited for the new barn that's being opened up right there near um, the Spartan Stadium, we'll have an opportunity to see Sachenko perform up close and personal at that behind the net bar. I'm gonna be there. You gotta be there. And if I'm not mistaken, if, if for those of you out there who are you know looking to get into season tickets, not a plug, just sharing information in Sharks territory. I think they're doing their whole like virtual seat selection. Uh, coming up here, uh, you got to join their whole like you know club thing or whatnot. But that's where that information ends, or else it's gonna start to sound like a commercial, right? All right, so back to the goaltending situation here. Um, honestly, I'm just gonna jump to the points that are dancing around it, and then maybe we could work our way uh, backwards. But I think with the San Jose Sharks trading for Kako Kakinen and Capo Kakinen, pardon me. I think that is a strong indication, in my opinion, that Aiden Hill may not be the answer for the future. Uh, throughout this season, throughout this uh, podcast series, I have shared um, before how the whole relationship with Aiden Hill and the Sounds of the Sharks have begun with Aiden Hill you know, filing for arbitration. And doing it essentially to get a deal that he felt he deserved. But I also kind of pointed out to how he, uh, by you know doing that notion, he could have essentially entered free agency. So in a way, now, you know, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just giving my take. In a way, Aiden Hill kind of started off his relationship in San Jose saying potentially like he doesn't want to play here. He's played 25 games and he's been hurt and he's been sick and, you know, all these other things, all these other mysteries that, you know, has made his availability pretty slim this season. But he's played 25 games until he's won 10 games. He's lost 11. Um, there are definitely um, something wrong with my stats there. No, I'm looking into it. My bad. Um, that does not add up, does it? Um I believe uh, overtime loss and two shootout losses, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, gosh, I cannot stand it when the losses are broken up. A loss is a loss, and L is an L, okay? 10 victories, 25 games. We'll just wrap it up like that. Um, so back to the point I was trying to get at. This, this goaltender, as promising as he is, 6'6", 200 pounds, uh, you know, he is pretty solid for being a third-round uh, draft pick in the 2015 NHL draft by Arizona. 
his current cap hit is two million. That's the reason why I thought James Reimer was going to be gone, because it doesn't make any sense to have two goaltenders under um, the cap space at two million. Uh, but James Reimer remains, and enters Capo Kakinen. So I personally think that this trade is an indication that obviously, um, in my opinion, one of these goalies, whether it's Reimer or Hill, you know, they're definitely both in the conversation, but one of them is not going to be on the team next year. Uh, most of us thought it was obviously Reimer, even though he undoubtedly played his tell off this season, literally holding it down for the Sharks and even though they didn't officially like um, declare it, we we declared it on this podcast. He is the Sharks 2022-2023 starting goaltender. So the fact that they kept him, I think it solidifies that um, you know unofficial declaration of him being the starting goaltender. He's played 37 games with the club. He has 16 wins under his belt. Um. You know, he's posting a 9.16 save percentage, you know, for the entire season. So, um, you know, it's a little bit better. I mean, Hill still got it when he plays and he's hot, you know, 9.06 or 0.906, pardon me. Um, you know, still solid goaltender play, but he's just rarely available. And this is starting to make me think that the Sharks are wondering whether or not uh, three things. Number one is Hill... A reliable option to put you know bank your future on number two like um you know is Aiden Hill injury prone like is this a guy that you know you're gonna have to continue to make sure you have a solid you know substitute for and we lucked out this season we truly did we lucked out that Reimer you know playing over 400 NHL games in his career has had himself without doubt one of the best performances you know, in his uh, recent couple of uh, NHL seasons. But, you know, Zach Sachenko as well, right? I mean, anyways, I digress a little bit here. But I think the third thing is, you know, does Aiden Hill even want to play for San Jose? You know, he goes into some practices, he does a couple of things, and then, you know, ah, I'm, I'm sitting it out now, something aggravated. Uh, he plays a game, he shuts out. He, he posts a shutout, and then he gets hurt. Either this is the most unlucky season and most unfavorable, uh, un unpredictable circumstance for this young goaltender, or maybe you know there was a little bit of um. And again, I'm not trying to speculate here, or you know, don't let me lead you astray. But you know, maybe maybe there is not necessarily a willingness to play. I mean, why else would you bring in Capo Kakinen? Capo Kakinen now, this guy. I would argue is a better goaltender than Aiden Hill. And honestly, um, you know, his hit to the salary cap, I believe it goes into next season, is still going to be seven, um, you know, just a little bit over 700,000. So um, one of these goalies, you know, Hill and Reimer, as I wrap up this whole uh, goalie um, uh, segment here, uh, they both are, they are both a tr um, combined over four million cap hit. So they they accumulate for four hundred million dollars plus on the cap hit, and now we have a guy that could hold it down, who's not even at a million. So, 
I, you know, I'm not trying to get, you know, too controversial. I'm not trying to steer the pot or whatever, but honestly, I've had my suspicions about Hill just because of the arbitration thing. Now, what I'm saying could be completely off. Maybe he's just really hurt and, you know, maybe he's here next season. But with James Reimer staying and the Sharks acquiring Kakinen from the wild, by the way, what's up with the Sharks and Minnesota goaltenders? I mean, the Sharks love to get goaltenders from Minnesota. Am I right? (laughs) I mean, recently Dubnik. Um, you know, Staylock. I know Staylock didn't necessarily count, like come from Minnesota, but anyways. Um, yeah. This one I can't complain about. I think Kapokakinen's um definitely gonna. I mean, it's gonna add to that dynamic. James Reimer being left in the Sharks, I think that says, hey, he's a starter, and with Kakinen now on the roster. I'm thinking, hey, the Sharks are going to probably lean toward this young cat to be maybe the next future goaltender for Sharks. And, you know, with with the selection of those three, of course, there's no room for Sawchenko right now. But who's not to say that, you know, Sawchenko won't get a chance come this time next season? Assuming Reimer, you know, if, if the interest in Reimer um, remains in the 2023 trade deadline. And that's, of course, assuming that Reimer isn't let go of in the offseason because anything can happen, right? But, yeah, I personally think that that trade signals, you know, a new direction in net, obviously. Um, getting rid of Melanchuk kind of pretty much um, leaves the Barracuda for Sachenko to pretty much uh, reign supreme. And, um, yeah, in the Cuda, that is. So, yeah, I, I honestly think, like, with... Um, with Capo now a sounds a shark. Um, I I don't know. I honestly think that maybe Hill, his days are numbered as a shark. But that's just my take. We'll see what happens. Um, so heading into Calgary, that's the next game. Sounds like Sharks are gonna play the Calgary Flames. Um tomorrow, I believe it is. Yeah, we got a poke drop tomorrow. Uh, the club recalled Sasha um, Chelvesky and Ryan Merkley. They activated Radine Simic off injured reserve. Um, assistant general manager Joe Will said that Matt Nieto is not going to be on the trip. That Nieto and Jonathan Dolan are game to game in their injuries. Obviously, Jonathan Dolan took a puck to the mouth just the other night. My goodness. We're getting a lot of those, right? We're getting a lot of those lately. Anyways, um, but yeah. It looks like, um, according to Assistant General Manager Joe Will, it's not anything too serious with Dolan. So hopefully he'll be, you know, making his way back into the lineup um, as we get ready to close this season and this month of March. Uh, so what does it mean for the Sharks? Are the Sharks stronger now? Are the Sharks stronger? Are they going to make the playoffs? Will they have a push? Uh, once again, uh, in case you are joining us late here on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, the Sharks acquired Capo Kakinen. They had acquired a draft pick, a fifth rounder next year from the Avalanche. They had acquired Anthony Batito from the New York Rangers and Antoine Moran from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And all it cost us was Alexi Melanchuk, Nick Merkley, Andrew Cogliano, and Jacob Middleton. It's been an eventful day in Sharks territory. And I think that just about sums up everything that we need to talk about in this episode 
our trade deadline reaction right here on Shark City Podcast. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Nice, short, sweet episode this evening. I hope you all have a, a great rest of your week. We'll probably get together and talk sometime in the middle of this one. Uh, once again, you can find every episode of the Shark City Podcast at sharkcityhockey.com. Also, you could find the 2022 trade deadline tracker on our main page as well. So give it a visit. And of course, we have some other goodies in there. We have some um, entertainment for the videos. We have some free music. It's all there. You want to stop? You got some time to kill? Visit sharkcityhockey.com. All right, everybody. Have a great night. And as we always end this program, let's go Sharks. If you didn't hear the audio bit of Capo Kakinen talking about the opportunity being a new Shark at the beginning of the show, don't worry. I got you right now. All right, everybody. Have a good night. And again, let's go Sharks. Obviously, uh, a bit shocked um, for my first time getting traded. And, uh, but, you know, also when I heard uh, that I'm going to San Jose, I was, uh, I was also really excited about the opportunity and uh, it's going to be great, I think. And so it's just uh, really, really, 